Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all of the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when you use code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. Feel the sweat like never before. Every dunk, steal, assist means so much more with the DraftKings daily fantasy lineup. Baseball fans, you may have missed out on season-long fantasy, so now is the time to get in on all the daily fantasy action, where DraftKings has even more ways to make it rain. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players, so what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN, and you can get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Groshaw with me today. Chase, how are you feeling on this lovely Wednesday afternoon? Feeling pretty well overall. Uh, it's a little weird that we're recording on a Wednesday. It's been a while since we've done this, but here we are. Yeah, for sure. I didn't have class today, and I had a lot of homework that was due today, so I worked on all of that yesterday. Today's kind of a light day, which is great, but we do get to record now, and that means we're going to be able to cover the Tampa game that happened on Tuesday night rather than us being like, yeah, unfortunately, but rather than us being like, oh, we can't cover anything because we're recording two days early. But nonetheless, Chase, we got a good show today. We are going to be looking at the poll that we put up a while back, uh, about a week ago. We're going to be looking at another move that happened with Tampa. Going to be talking, should there be some worry about this Tampa Bay Lightning team? Uh, they've been struggling recently. And then after our commercial break, doing a trade deadline breakdown, there were two trades that I'm excited to talk about, two big names moving. So that's going to be exciting. But before we hop into that, Chase... I just have to say, oatmeal is gross, dude. Like, I don't know how people do it. I know you and I, we both been trying to get a little bit healthier for our own reasons. Um, so I, I got oatmeal because, you know, that's what all the healthy people do. And holy cow, it's terrible. Oatmeal is disgusting, dude. The only oatmeal that's acceptable is oatmeal raisin cookies. I'm, I'm going to be honest. I will not eat oatmeal as a meal. It, uh, dude, I've had it two and a half weeks straight as my breakfast. I think I missed one day, but I oatmeal, put the oats in and then I do it with water because um, I ran out of milk. So I do it with water and then after it's done, do a little bit of honey and some fruit and love honey, love fruit. Still a hassle for me to get it down. I think two days ago, I actually almost gagged on it. Um, just mush that's bland. Like I don't get how people like it. Also, in this um, adventure of me going down the oatmeal line, uh, I said I put fruit in it. Well, it's just a, a frozen bag of fruit. I've discovered I'm not a BlackBerry fan. I thought I was a BlackBerry fan over a Raspberry fan. I've come to find out that is not the case. BlackBerry is not my thing. 
I'm not really a big fan of either, to be honest. If I had to choose one, I'd probably say I'll go with raspberries, but it's pretty low on my fruit totem pole, I guess, if that's the word I want to use. I don't know. The fruit pyramid, whatever that, whatever the hell you want to use. It's, it's pretty low down there for me, either one of them. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then my last little thing that I had to bring up is uh, kind of a would you rather. And uh, this isn't hockey related, but for you listening, feel free to let us know what your thoughts are. You can tweet us at Bolts Broadcast on Twitter. Um, but as I was cleaning my oatmeal bowl this morning, I realized that I don't get why uh, and, and it seems like it's a majority a men thing. I don't get why guys would rather do dishes than laundry because laundry, you just throw shit in the washer, wait a half hour, throw it in the dryer, wait a half hour and fold it. Like it's not that hard where dishes, if you have oatmeal or anything cheese related, like you're going to have to scrub that shit. I don't know about you. I'd rather do laundry than dishes. If I don't have to fold the laundry, then sure, sign me up. I hate folding laundry. It's probably, if I had to say of, of like everyday, like, you know, normal life tasks, the only thing worse than folding laundry is grocery shopping. Oh my God, I hate grocery shopping so, so much. But folding laundry is terrible. I would rather wash dishes, honestly. I don't have a problem washing dishes. I can do it pretty quick because like our dishwasher up at school was a piece of garbage, never worked. So I got pretty good at it. So I don't really have an issue. Okay, so... Let's do this. You got to do a, a full load of your own laundry and you have to do the folding at the end versus you have to empty a full dishwasher and refill the dishwasher. You'd rather do the dishwasher? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. OK, because me, I hate emptying the dishwasher. Like It's not that hard. It's just kind of a, a lazy thing, like especially the silverware. Like there's always 50 different utensils in there and it's just a pain in the ass. Honestly, I just throw some Game of Thrones or some Marvel or something up on my laptop while I'm folding laundry. Really easy, really simple. But uh, I'd be interested to see what other people think. So if you are on one end of the spectrum, you think laundry is so much easier or you think dishes is so much easier. I hate the other. Let us know at Bolts Broadcast. Um, we would love to hear about that. But Chase, we'll hop into the show now. Uh, I had to get the little gripes of my daily life out of the way. Uh, but we'll start. We got poll results. We got one day left. Uh, so as this episode drops, you may have some time to vote, but it's really going to be winding down at about 1, 2 p.m. on Thursday. So right now, Chase, you are in the lead. Congratulations. The first time you're ever beating me in something. Uh, what are you thinking? I'm pretty sure the last time I did one of these, I beat you too. So uh, that's just not factual. Nor is it factual in everyday life, but I mean, I, I knew I was going to win. I'm superior. I have the better team. I have the goal scorers. I have the best young defenseman in the league. I have the, probably the favorite for the Norris Trophy right now. I mean, I'm vibing. Oh, there are so many wrong, so many things wrong with that sentence. Um, the best young defenseman in the league is Rasmus Dahlin, according to Chase, the guy who's been pretty average to below average on that Buffalo Sabre team, which you can say it's the Sabres, but still, if you're the best young defenseman in the league, you should at least look like it. Uh, I will admit you do have the goal scorers. I like my defense better. I like my goaltending better. I, I said in the tweet or in the uh, poll, I commented on my own Twitter, defense and goalie win championships. That's why the Tampa Bay Lightning are your current Stanley Cup champs. Um, people didn't see it that way. That's completely fine, though. And also... You said, like, 
every day type of stuff. You beat me. Who who won those games in Call of Duty last night? Call of Duty, dude. You're, you're so good. You're so cool. Because you're the host on your fiber internet. Oh, boy. And, and I got Dylan on my is. team pulling out the sniper, dude. Here it is. I had Dylan on my Dylan. team. Yeah, even when you do get Dylan, I get John and Alec just radio silence. Just no help. John and Alec were the... You, John, and Alec are the two, three, four players amongst the six that we're playing. So how did the two, three, four not beat the one, five, six? Are you going to blame my internet connection again? Because, I mean, because when Haley's, it com- Haley is at five, in my opinion. I think Dylan's the worst in that lobby. And she is closer to two than two is closer to one. <laughs> well, there you go. So it's not the internet. It's just the, just the pure skill. Like it helps you out, but it just you got such an advantage there, man. Also, my mom texted me today. The controller has come in. So when I drive home tomorrow, I will have the pro controller. I'll be back to my prime. I've fallen out of my prime, even though it doesn't seem like it. But that's just because of how damn good I am. But we'll, mo- we'll move on from, you know. Thank God. Boosting oh our Lord. egos. I mean, you had enough time. I probably should get a little bit more, but I'll forfeit that. Uh, Let's talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning. We obviously made the David Savard trade. We didn't really see much else coming. Uh, We did make a minor move to add a depth defenseman. Um, Is this really going to be a big deal? Maybe once we go in the playoffs and some injuries happen, but really it's not a move to be super excited for, super uh, intrigued about. Yeah, I don't imagine Freddie Clayson gets in at all. Um, So, did we do enough at the, at the deadline is really kind of where it stands. You know, when, when you watch the game last night, you see Michelinie and that, you see the team playing in front of him, and everything went about as bad as it could. It, it looked really ugly. So you, you, you kind of start to wonder, oh, should they have went and tried to acquire a goalie? Should they maybe try to add another piece up front? But really, I, I, I think we did do enough. I don't think we really could have done much more. It would have been really hard to try to, you know, create the extra cap space that might have been able to be done. Maybe you can go after a guy like Jonathan Bernier, a guy who I thought for sure was going to be traded, but instead uh, Redditch was the goalie that was traded the other day. Uh, you know, you, you could have tried to go for a Bernier so you can have a better backup, a guy that if he has to start, you can actually trust him to win games, whereas Michelinie, Christopher Gibson, those guys just aren't it. But adding David Savard was such a massive piece. It really shores, like, shores up that right side. Uh, it creates immense defensive depth. And once Kudrow comes back to the lineup, I mean, there's not a single hole in offense. There's not a single hole in defense. And with Vasilevsky net, there's no hole in net. So when this team, it's when it's the same lineup every night, your same goalie starting going into playoffs, you really shouldn't have, you know, too much to worry about. Yeah, I agree. And you brought up a good point with Kucherov. Our team is currently fourth in goals four in the whole league. So I definitely don't think forward needed to be addressed because when Kucherov comes back, it's going to put us over the top right now without him. Like I said, fourth. Um, adding the defensive help on the right side especially was very key to what could be some great success in the playoffs. And then goaltending, we talked about it. Maybe uh, there's there's possible options out there to look for to back up um, instead of McElhinney. But McElhinney, we've talked about it before. He doesn't get many games. So when you expect him to come in and be hot, that's not really going to be the case. We just got to hope that Vasilevsky stays healthy. And if if that happens, I I don't see why this team can't make another deep push. Yeah, I mean, 
like I, I kind of, you know, in the in the notes, kind of wanted to talk about it more too during the like the game part, but we should, like we're kind of airing it out all here, so we might as well just finish it up. Um, and you know, like going forward, I, is there something to worry about with this team? You know, with just how like they looked last night specifically, because they looked really bad last night. N- nothing went right. McIlhenny looked terrible in that. And really, I they, like you just said it, and I kind of said earlier too. There really isn't too much to worry about because when it's the real players, when it's the true team, when it's the real starting goalie in that, it's a pretty damn near impossible team to beat. I have to say, I do understand if there's people out there that do have some worries right now because end of February, into March, we were crazy hot. Like, one of the best hot streaks you can get in the NHL. Uh, and then now, in our last 10 games, we're 4-6. and six. And that's a slump. That is a slump. Maybe not for Buffalo, but when it comes to the Tampa Bay Lightning, that's a slump. Whether you look at it as just... You know, overall, Tampa Bay Lightning, that's a slump. Or whether you look at it as the Tampa Bay Lightning that won, what was it, 12, 13, 14 games in a row, that's a giant slump. So uh, I get if there is some worry out there. I would just say be patient. We've only got a couple more games of the regular season to go. Uh, We're a good team. We've got a lot of really good pieces. As long as we can stay healthy and we get good players like Kucherov back in the lineup, once playoffs come, I I feel I feel very confident. Yeah, I'm in the same boat there. And last little piece before we move on, uh, you know, Victor Hedman has been playing kind of bad lately. You know, plus minus, it's kind of a a loaded stat, but he's something like minus eleven in the last like, six or seven games or whatever the hell it is. He he's been he's been having some tough goes, and you know that, that that's worrisome he's losing his Norris momentum while Adam Fox's Norris momentum just keeps growing and growing as he leads defensemen in scoring and has been one of the better defensive defensemen too which is just incredible how he's played this year you know props to him so that looks like it might be Adam Fox's award or somebody else's award this year instead of Hedman's the way he's slipping but at the end of the day I don't give a shit if he wins the Norris or not he's going to go into playoffs he's going to be ready to work uh, he's going to want to repeat and he's going to be back up to his normal self yeah absolutely and uh like he had a minus four and Tuesday night's game. And that's kind of uh, like Chase said, plus minus is kind of a loaded stat anyways. But when you're in a game against the Nashville Predators, you got Curtis McElhinney in that you're down. You want your best players on the ice. So Victor Hedman going to be on the ice a lot. And sometimes goals go in, especially against a Curtis McElhinney rather than Andre Vasilevsky. So that, that minus four, like, he hasn't been playing the greatest, like you said. But the minus four, a little bit loaded. It's not like he's Rasmus Dahlin on the Buffalo Sabres this year where he's just completely fall, fallen off. He's looked clueless at times. That's not the case uh, with Victor Hedman. It's just he's out there a lot. You're playing a goalie that's not the greatest. You're playing against a good team. It's going to happen. For sure. All right, Chase, let's talk about a entry-level contract that the Tampa Bay Lightning has signed. Yes, sir. Cole Kopke, a six-round pick, the Tampa Lightning 2018, recently signed his entry-level deal. So uh, Cole comes from the University of Minnesota Duluth. He will be starting the season, or finishing the season, I should say, in Syracuse, and his entry-level will kick in next season. So he's not eligible to be part of the Tampa Lightning at all this year in any way. Uh, you got to wait till next year if we want to have any chance of seeing him. Not that we're going to anyway. He's... He's pretty much a lock to like spend a year, maybe two in the American League with the depth of this team and kind of where he's at in his development. But I mean, he's a hell of a player. He was a great value in the sixth round. 
He played great minutes for Minnesota Duluth. You know, he, coming in as a as a true freshman, he still played in 42 games and had 19 points. So not you know not bad for a young kid. And his production just continued to grow. And there's a lot to look forward to with him as a pro. You know, he's going to be a he's got the potential, I should say, to be like a nice middle six to bottom six kind of scorer, work hard type guy, which would be great for the Lightning. Yeah, absolutely. And Chase, we'll move on to uh, game review, game preview. I don't want to spend much time on the game review. We kind of talked about it a little bit. We went down early against the Predators. We weren't able to come back. A 7-2 to loss, it's tough. Yeah, it it, 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 it was bad. It was, it was just as, as bad as it can go. So going forward, you just got to put it behind you, move on. We got Florida coming up and just focus on the next goal. And that's the nice thing is coming up, we have six straight games at home. We know how good this Tampa Bay Lightning team is at home. So if we can bank off a, a, or rack up a couple of wins here, uh, maybe we can get that first seed in our division and continue with home ice advantage into the playoffs. But Chase, like you said, we've got Florida next. Florida made a lot of moves, and we'll talk about some of those moves after the commercial break. But they made a lot of moves, a lot of good moves that – they're trying to push to that next level. Currently, they're third in our division. This is a team that, you know, we've had some success against this year. They have taken some too. But where are you? what are you thinking right now? Our team's struggling. However, we're going home. We're the better team on paper. What are your thoughts? So Florida's got a completely revamped roster, kind of like you mentioned, and we'll mention a little more going forward who they got. But... They're a good team now. They're a better team than they were, and they are already playing really well. Kind of one of the surprises in the NHL this year. They should have no issue making the playoffs going forward. And it's going to it's gonna be a good matchup. I kind of imagine this is going to be a one-to-one split. It's going to be hard to completely shake off what happened in the 7-2 game. You know, you're going to want to come out hot, and you could. But at the same time, if you come out hot, you know, in the first game, you're going to kind of leave a little more to be wanted in the second game. So imagine one of these games, uh, Tampa's going to fall, Florida's going to take the win. It should be a good series. Um you know, we, we can kind of get a good look at Florida, at what they're going to be the rest of the season, you know, in this matchup, if I'm not, or we have, we finished up the season too, actually. So we got four more games total of Florida and you know, there's a good chance it's the team we eventually see in the playoffs. So seeing what this roster looks like from four more games, you know, two more coming up, it's going to be interesting. And Chase, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention Spencer Knight, obviously he signed his entry level deal. When do you think there's a possibility we could see him? How many games do we got to wait? Is it going to be a last two games of the regular season type thing? Is it going to be in the playoffs? Are we not going to see him at all? I, I would feel like they have to play him at some point with Bobrovsky struggling and Chris Dreiger being your top guy. Well, let's put it this way. We won't see him at all. He will not play against the Tampa Bay Lightning unless we get down to those last two games of the season and... It just cemented in Florida's where they are in the playoffs. They're not moving. If they have a chance to continue to move up, you know, in, in their playoff seating, they're going to keep playing, you know, playing Dreyer probably at that point. But if, if it's in a spot where all right, it is what it is, you're, you're here, you're not moving, you know, maybe they'll give him a shot then to see what he can do. Uh, he might play in the meantime, in between then a game here or there. He's definitely like worth giving the shot. He's obviously not going to be the guy you ride with in playoffs. Uh, you know, they have two guys ahead of him and it just is what it is, whether he might be the best guy for it or not. It is what it is. It's how, it's how the world works, how the NHL works. So hopefully he can at least get a couple games in and there's a very, very slim chance that like you and I can actually have a chance to see him against the Tampa Bay Lightning, but it, it's pretty low. It'd be tough too to go in one of your first NHL games, if not your first NHL game against the Tampa Bay Lightning, who is just an absolute powerhouse. I talked about how we're fourth and goals for per game this year. Well, if they go up against us, and even if we get Kucherov back for his first game, uh, 
that's got to be tough. That could hurt his his uh, confidence. And if you hurt a goalie's confidence, that's not good. No, God, no. All right, Chase. Well, that is it for our game preview with the Florida Panthers. We're going to go to a quick commercial break. On the other side of the break, we're going to be talking about the trade deadline. Uh, some surprising moves. I won't lie. Uh, not a lot, but there was a couple that were pretty juicy. So we'll talk about that right after this. HF Boards is the internet's largest and longest running community for discussion surrounding ice hockey, including coverage of the NHL, college teams, and anywhere else the sport is played globally. Join in nearly half a million active conversations happening now on HF Boards. All right, and we are back, Chase. Trade deadline happened on Monday. I had it in the background all day. I had two classes that I had to sit through, but I did have it on the TV. I was able to pay attention to it. Uh, Not a lot of stuff from early, like, 12 a.m., which is when the Jeff Carter trade happened, when the Taylor Hall trade happened. But from then until, I don't know, about one or two, there really wasn't much happening. But... It always happens that last hour things start to pump out. Uh, a, a lot of good trades to talk about. Chase, let's start with the big one. We talked about Taylor Hall. He needs to get traded. He did get traded, and he's going to Boston. Yeah, kind of a underwhelming return, I guess, if you, if you want to say that. So technically, this wasn't on trade deadline day. It was the day before, uh, but it was late at night. It was pretty much trade deadline day. Uh, so it was Taylor Hall and Curtis Lazar for Honors Bjork in a second round pick this year. You know. Kind of underwhelming for Buffalo, kind of not needed for Boston, just to be honest with you. I think Curtis Cesar is more of a factor in, in their playoff push than Taylor Hall will be. I, I think Taylor Hall is a tremendous player. Don't get me wrong. It just He's not their type of player. I don't know exactly where he's going to fit in with, whereas Curtis Cesar, he, he can play a really crucial bottom six, you know, penalty kill type team, like a team type of role. Where And I think Hall, honestly, he might be a little lost in that lineup. So kind of weird for Boston, but they didn't really give up that much at the end of the day. So I guess it's worth it. Yeah, for sure. It's a weird fit. My dad, he's a big Boston Bruins fan. He texted me. He goes, what do you think of that trade? Do you like it? Do you not like it? I'm like, well, you guys didn't really give up much. Uh, Anders Bjork is a young player that I know Chase and I, we loved him when he was with the USA junior team. However, he really hasn't found his footing yet. Uh, So if Buffalo can make him a good player, which can Buffalo make? prospects good players it doesn't (laughs) seem like it uh plus a second I mean that's not giving up much and Taylor Hall former Art Ross winner Boston's getting a good player is it gonna be a good fit kind of uh, it doesn't seem like it I guess it it's not gonna put them over the hump to win the Stanley Cup because honestly they're just they're just not a whole enough team to do it yeah and I just it just seems like Boston doesn't really have that goaltending that they did the past couple of years when they've been a oh, really yeah. good team. Tuca, ever since he left the bubble last year, he's just kind of he hasn't been that elite goaltender that we've always known and love. Um, so we'll see. Boston can they make some moves? I think so, but will they? In my opinion, I'm not there. But, Chase, let's talk about another top contender in the East, and this is the Pittsburgh Penguins. They add Jeff Carter for a third and a fourth-round pick, both being conditional. What do you think of that move? Does that push the Penguins over the hump 
like Boston was hoping with Taylor Hall. No, no. like this is a fine piece. You you think you're, you're still in a window where you can win with Crosby and Malkin, but reality is you're just not in that window. You know, those guys can get hot and can really help carry your team. But the goaltending just is kind of mad. It's not. It's not really there enough. You know, the the, def- the defensive group is fine. Just at, at best, it, it's nothing really more than that. But you didn't give up much for Jeff Carter. Not a big deal. Um, if you don't hit the conditions, which I think they got to move past the first round and or something, and he's got to play fifty games now. Something along the lines of that. If you don't hit those conditions, it's a third and a fourth. Whatever. It's not a big deal for a team that thinks they can still contend, and then not even for this year either. So. It, it is what it is. And also, Jeff Carter gives you another piece that you can expose in the expansion draft because he's got two years on his contract, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, you you got to have a, a minimum of two forwards, one defenseman, and a goalie that meet the NHL's criteria to expose. So Jeff Carter gives him that option too. Yeah, and I think that it was a decent move because Jeff Carter is a guy that gives you a little versatility. He can play on the inside at center. He can play on the outside on the wing. He can play a lot of different positions. Um, I, again, don't think it pushes the Pittsburgh Penguins over the hump. Uh, but how the mighty have fallen. I mean, you talked about goaltending, how it's not really there for the Penguins. If we look back, what was it, three, four years ago, right as Vegas was coming in, the Penguins still had Flurry at the time. Matt Murray's coming off of two straight rookie season Stanley Cup victories, uh, which is kind of weird to, weird to say, but that was the case. And then Tristan Jari was tearing it up in Wilkes-Barre. Well, now they're only left with Tristan Jari, Casey DeSmith as well. Uh, Jari hasn't really shown that he's that elite goaltender they were hoping he could be. So from what looked like a stacked goaltending room, and they had Philip Gustafson, from what looked like a stacked goaltending room, now it's pretty barren. Yeah, it's kind of weird. We've seen it with a couple of younger goalies, uh, you know, both guys from Pittsburgh and Tristan Jari and Matt Murray. Uh, then you look at Carter Hart, and as of right now, he has the second worst save percentage in like the NHL since 2006 or something along, something along the lines of that. Uh, you know, we've seen some of these young goalies really struggle for whatever reason it may be. Um, and Pittsburgh is they, they really felt that heavily because they had Fleury. Obviously, you know, they let him go in the expansion draft. And they thought they were good with their young goalies. And turns out Casey DeSmith is probably the best of the three. And if Casey DeSmith is your best goalie, that's not a good thing. Absolutely. Well, Chase, I want to hit on two trades that happened right before the trade deadline, uh, both involving Toronto, as Toronto brought in David Riddich and Nick Foligno for a 2021 first-round pick, 2022 fourth-round pick, and 2022 third-round pick. The third went to Calgary, the first and the fourth went to Columbus. Uh, What are your thoughts on that? Uh, Does Nick Foligno and David Riddich get them over the hump? I think it's actually... Like a, a really nice addition for, for both these, like for, for this team, I say for, you know, getting these two guys, does it put them over the hump? I don't know. I think it helps solidify that they're the best team in, in the North division. I think they should have no issue getting to the third round unless they pull some Toronto shit and then just choke again, which could very well happen. But Nick Flino's a guy, he, he's going to go in. He's going to provide tremendous leadership. He's not going to do anything for you offensively. He's just not that kind of player. He'll help you out defensively and he'll, he'll kind of do the right things, which is great and all. But, you know, giving up a first and a fourth for a guy to just do the right things could be a bit lofty. You know, we, we did it last year in getting Blake Coleman and Barkley Goodrow, and it worked out very well for us. So they could be kind of following that model. And then you go over to David Riddich, and he's just going to kind of provide you that extra goaltending depth. Freddie Anderson's been hurt, and what he has been playing has been kind of whatever, whereas Jack Campbell has been kind of electric, honestly. He's playing tremendous. He's a big reason that Toronto's in position that they are. They should probably roll with him going forward. Just roll the hot hand once he slows down, then go to Freddie Anderson. 
And then if you need to, you got Dave Riddich here too. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I hope the best for Toronto because I'm a big Austin Matthews fan, but I can't see them getting any further than out of the Canadian division because I, I just feel like overall that division is kind of a step down when it comes to the depth of that division uh, in comparison to the others. I think a Colorado or a um, Vegas could take out Toronto. So we'll have to wait and see. But Chase, speaking of Vegas, they also made a move. They gave up a 2021 second round pick, a 2022 third round pick to bring in Matthias Janmark and a fifth. I don't really see this pushing them over the hump. Uh, I do still think they're a good team and, and could see them beating Toronto. But this move doesn't really make me go, wow, this is it. Yeah, it. Like it's a fine move. It's really all it is. You know, adding a guy like Matias Yanmark, he, he's a good player and he's someone who's going to provide kind of versatility that you look for in a lineup. You know, he scores decent enough and he plays well defensively too. So it's, it's kind of a guy that you need on your team, but he's not someone that, that changes anything. They're kind of in the same boat that they were. They gave up a couple draft picks just to bring in this dude. Um, you know, sure, good for you. But when it comes to the teams they're, that they're going to be facing in the first and second round, it, it doesn't make them any better. Absolutely. And Chase, is there any trades you want to talk about before we hit this buzzer beater trade that happened at the end of the trade deadline and was pretty big, to be honest? Yeah. So, I mean, obviously that one was uh, the big one. You know, we, we could if, if we want to, you know, we, we could hit on what, what Florida did. You know, they uh, like one of the trades getting Sam Bennett in a six round pick for Emil Heineman, who is an emerging prospect in a second round pick. I don't have an issue with that. Uh, you know, Sam Bennett, he could get a different opportunity in Florida, something that he wasn't really getting in Calgary. Um, I, I liked him coming out as, as a prospect, obviously kind of a punchline joke that he couldn't do any pull-ups. But uh, regardless, they add him and maybe he can make an impact. Yeah, absolutely. And we previously talked about how they brought in Brandon Montour uh, as well as Nikita Gusev uh, when they signed him after he got cut by the Devils. But Chase, moving into that final trade. Um, hey, actually, actually, I'm sorry. I, I want to bring up this one too, just real quick hit on it because it didn't make much sense to me. Uh, the Hurricanes trading away Hayden Fleury for Yanni Hockenpah and a sixth round pick. That, that just didn't make any sense to me. Yeah. Um, I feel like there's got to be something going on inside the org with Hayden Fleury. Maybe there's some miscommunication or, or maybe the coaches just didn't see what Hayden Fleury had to offer because he seems like he's a good young defenseman that could emerge as a, as a solid top four for a team. But they decided that wasn't where he was going to fit with them. So they traded him away. It, it was weird for sure. Yeah. But Chase, we'll move on to that big one. The buzzer beater. The Washington Capitals acquire Anthony Mantha from the Detroit Red Wings. Going back to Detroit, Jacob Verana, Richard Panic, a 2021 first-round pick, and a 2022 second-round pick. That's huge for Detroit, and I am in favor of Detroit on this trade. I think Stevie Y did a great job uh, moving someone he didn't think was going to be uh, in his prime when... The kind of franchise brings it all together. He's not really in that age range. So they moved on from him, brought in two younger players. Richard Ponick's not really that young, uh, but then also adding a first and a second. That's huge. You know, if I had to choose the biggest winner from this deadline, you, you usually look at winners as the guys who bulk up for the playoffs. But I don't think any team did that enough this year. To, you know, if you want to say that Tampa's probably honestly that team. 
but the true winner, just based on what they got for their organization in terms of value and what like what they're doing going forward, it's clearly Detroit. I mean, they pretty much paid to buy a draft pick a couple of days ago with that three-way trade with Tampa and Columbus. And then in this, Anthony Mantha, who is a hell of a player, uh, you know, he's going to be great in Washington. He's already scored his first goal there. Uh, you know, he, he's awesome. But to get a first, a second, plus two NHL players and someone like Jacob Verana, who scores at a pretty similar rate, doesn't necessarily bring the right or the same intangibles, I should say not the right intangibles, the same intangibles as Anthony Mantha, but is still a tremendous player on his own right and is going to be great for the Detroit Red Wings. I mean, hats off to Stevie Y. Absolutely. He continues to be one of the best GMs in the league. Uh, He's taking the same approach he did with this Tampa Bay Lightning team. So who knows? The Red Wings, they might be back on top in a couple years soon, and that could be scary. But I have to say, when the Red Wings are at the top, that is when hockey is some of the best. I mean, you don't like to see big, high-class teams be at the bottom because it just brings less intrigue, I think. Like, if the Yankees and the Red Sox constantly sucked, would the MLB be super fun to watch? Maybe for teams that are, or maybe for fans that are fans of other teams, but that Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, they're always good. That's what brings a lot of viewership, and the Red Wings are in a similar light, one of the original six teams. When they're good, the NHL is going to get more attention. Oh, yeah, dude. Everybody loves an underdog, don't get me wrong, but when it comes down to it, if if the original six, if they're all bad or if the majority are bad, it, it hurts the league because it's such a marketable tool. Having these teams, they go back to 1926, and they still have you know, the same core team or like in terms in terms of their uh, branding and stuff, you know, they're still in the same city, still like pretty similar logo. Like they, you know, they got all this stuff going all the way back and it, it just, it really just is hard. makes it a lot harder for the league to market themselves and just a lot harder for fans to kind of, you know, recognize brands. If these teams are really bad, because when you go into the playoffs, if you're certain through, eh, you know, I'm not a hockey fan, but there's playoffs on, let me watch this. And then it's, uh, let's just, let's just go Vegas versus San Jose, for example, you know, that was a playoff series a couple years ago, ended up being a pretty good series, but the only people that are watching that are people that are above the casual level fan. Anybody casual or below will not watch that. Whereas if it's the Red Wings and the Blackhawks or the Red Wings and the Bruins, I, I, I mean, even like casual fans and guys even below that, like or guys and girls, excuse me, below that level are going to tune into that too. So it's just much better for the league when these guys are going. Absolutely. And Chase, we only have about 10 to 12 games left, uh, give or take uh, a couple for all the teams until we start moving into playoffs. So excited for that. But we'll now move on to hockey name of the day. Chase, scrolling down here, we've got Sandro, not Sandro, Sandro Schoenberger. Schoenberger. Yeah. Yeah, so I actually don't know exactly how to pronounce this first name. I, I would have to guess it's Sandro, too, because it is German. Um, I usually make sure I know the pronunciations, but this one, I just I didn't have a name prepared for today, to be honest. And I saw this. Is a, I just like this name. I just I look at it. It's just visually appealing. So we're going to go with it. So uh, yeah, but it's for sure Schoen, Schoenberger. So Sandro Schoenberger is the name. Uh, he's a German forward. He's 34 years old and kind of an older guy, but recently just signed an extension with Straubing. Uh, he's been their captain for, oh, sheesh, almost eight seasons now. Uh, yeah, you know, he's, he's a good player for the German League. He hasn't played internationally for them in quite some time. You know, he's not a special player by any means, but he's just a good kind of 
you know, leader in like veteran presence for the German league. And who doesn't love alliteration and names? I mean, Chase Croshaw, Mike Mitchelson, Sandra Schoenberger, like all just elite studs. That's fair. That's fair. All right, Chase. Well, that's going to do it for the episode. We want to thank everyone for coming out. But before, if you could give them a quick rundown on how to stay up to date with us, that'd be so great. As always, guys, if you'd like to support us on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. Uh, Nothing required. It's not just us. It's the whole podcast network. So you can check us out there. If you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. If you want to follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet, that's at HockeyPodNet. And if you want to follow WMP on Twitter at WMP Sports Pod, that's WMP Sports Pod. Following Bolts Broadcast, you're going to get your Tampa Bay Lightning talk and your hockey talk. Following the Hockey Podcast Network, you're going to get all the updates within the network. Uh, and then you follow WNP, you're going to get our football information or our football podcast information, I should say. And while you're at it, at, actually, while you're checking out both broadcasts, go make sure to retweet our tweet. Uh, we have a current graphic up with, with a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. You'll see it on there. It's a giveaway we're doing. Uh, if we end up with the most retweets in the network, we get to give away a Tampa Bay Lightning jersey. So make sure to get in on that. Uh, regardless, check out the hockeypodcastnetwork.com. Find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever listening, rate us five stars, send us your questions, comments, concerns, and please use code please use code THPN at DraftKings. Thanks so much for coming out. We'll talk to you next time.